we certainly are sending our condolences to the community for the Chun family and also for Brother Cooper, uh, his family, my wife, her family, they, they're in the hour of bereavement at this particular time. So we know that God is still God. And we understand and know as we grow and mature in the Lord that things we call bad, when God gives us revelation and gives us understanding, some of the things we call bad are not necessarily bad. Amen. Amen. We have to accept what God allows and still give him glory and praise because God is not doing a devil's work. He's God, and he's all about sustaining life, and he's all about life and life more abundantly and eternal life. Amen. He's the creator of all things. Amen. And nothing catches God by surprise. So uh, this is not a eulogy, but nevertheless, we've come for a word. And all of this cold rain this morning, it felt so good this morning in the bed in the house and drinking our hot coffee and walking around laughing and talking. But we had to come and worship. Amen. And I thank God for uh, the ability to be here and to give him praise. Because I do believe that there is a word from the Lord. I believe that God wants to speak into our lives in a way that he wants us to know that he is God. And that he is in control. And I pray that you are continuing to pray for me. As I told you for the last several weeks, I just believe that God is doing some things in my life. Amen. And I just, I need the church's prayers, um, prayer warriors, people who are concerned about who speaks into their lives. I know everybody that go to church is not concerned about who speaks or the word that's coming forth to them because those things don't matter. It's all about the treasure or it's all about who's frying the chicken and bringing the bacon and all those kinds of things. Amen. But I come because I want to be used by God. I want every devil and demon in the community and in this building to be on the run and know that somebody's going to give God a praise today and there's a word that's going to come forth. And so I am on the clock and I have to move quickly. I'm going to do my very best to get you out of here so you can enjoy and go and do some of the things that you need to do today. But I do have an assignment and we're going to uh, turn to the Gospel of Matthew. We're just going to lift up one verse, and I pr I'm going to go all around the elbow to get to the thumb this morning, but I promise you, if you would stay awake just for about 30 or 40 minutes without getting sleepy or playing with the babies or anything, I promise you, you'll leave with the word today. Amen? Let's go to Matthew, the eighth chapter, and we're going to only look at verse 8. It's a story that's familiar to most people who have come to church, Bible study, Sunday school, and have read their Bibles, any at all. Matthew, the eighth chapter, and we're just going to lift up from this verse eight. Amen? Amen. You're all familiar with this. So we'll read verse eight. Amen. And as we do this, we want to certainly thank God for Brother Coleman. Amen. And, and, and on the flip side of things, amen, I thank God for what he has done in the Coleman family. Matthew, the eighth chapter, verse eight, the word of God reads, the centurion answered and said, Lord, I am not worthy that thou shouldest come under my roof, but speak the word only, and my servant shall be healed. Speak the word only, and my servant shall be healed. Amen. I want to use for a thought and wish to speak into your life this morning and encourage you. God is moving. God is moving. Let's pray. Father, we thank you in Jesus' name for your word. We thank you, O oh God, for your presence. I pray now in Jesus' name, Lord, that you would quicken and awaken me to the word that you desire me to speak, Father God, to your people. All right now, a word, a word in season for every soul represented in this house. I yield, I am your vessel. Speak and use me to your glory in Jesus' name. Amen. God is moving. God is a moving, God is moving according to his word. Amen. In the text, we know that a centurion has come up to Jesus. A centurion is a Roman soldier. So we know that he's not even necessarily a part 
of the Jews. He's a Gentile. And we know that this is amazing because Jesus' miracles and his assignment has been thus far to the Jews. This centurion comes up and demonstrates and displays a level of faith that not even the Jews has displayed. Simply by saying he knows he's not worthy. I don't know when he got a word. I don't know where he was. I don't know who he heard it from. But somehow or another, he got a word of revelation and he believed what he heard. He believed that Jesus is the son of God and that he is large and in charge. Jesus can do anything. From the message he heard about Jesus, he knew that that was the only place he could go to find some real help. He answered and said, after he made his request, he said, his servant is sick and lying even at the point of death. He said, listen, I'm not worthy for you to even come to my house. After Jesus said, I'll come and follow you there and I'll heal him. He said, now, wait a minute. I'm not worthy for you to do all of that. I, I know that. I'm not worthy. See, that, that's a mouthful for some people right there to come to church and get off of their high horse and get out of their Cadillac, come into the church and say, you know what? I'm not even worthy. I'm not even worthy to sit in your presence today, God, for, for all of this. I'm not worthy of the blood you spilled for me. I'm not worthy, but Lord, look, all you got to do is just speak from right here. Just speak the word only and my servant shall be healed. Now that's amazing because Jesus looked around and he's talking about, I've never seen faith like this before, not even amongst the people that I came to serve. I've been talking to people all this time, but I've never heard, never seen this kind of faith demonstrated. How long has God been talking to you? How long has God been speaking to you? And how much faith have you been demonstrating according to what you've heard and what he said to you? Amen. God is moving. Look at somebody and just tell them God is moving. <clears throat> yes, he is. God is moving. Amen. In our text, we're, we're, taking to, we're talking to somebody who understands the voice of authority. He not only carried out orders given to him, this soldier, from greater generals, but he also gave orders to men who were under him. He knew that uh, the authoritative commands of a leader had to be obeyed and carried out immediately. When you have been in the military and a part of any military organization, you understand that when those over you give a command, it's no reasoning. You just go and step to it. you got to move according to what they've told you. There's no debating. There's no deciding. They tell you and you go. Amen. Amen. He said that because he was a man who carried out commands from his superior officers. And then he was also a man who gave orders to those who were his subordinates. He understood that words have power. Somebody say, my words got power. Amen. Now, who do, they, who do your words have power over? I guarantee you that if Shalanda looked at one of her daughters and just gave them the eye, they understand the words that are coming out of her mouth. She ain't even got to say anything. She can give them a certain look by now and they're going to move. If my mama came into the sanctuary this morning, there's certain signs and signals I know when it's time to move because they have trained us to hear and to obey. There is a certain authority in their words. Am I right? Men moved according to the words that this man spoke to them. That's the order and the rank of the of military. I don't care how you feel. When it's time to fight, you've got to be armed and ready to go. And you've got to rely on their training. You can't get out there and throw hands like you did when you were in the street with Bubba and the boys. You've got to now fight in the order for which you've been trained. Much like Kennedy said yesterday, you can't play your game when you own the team. You've got to play in unity with the team. Amen. And see, if you've been trained to fight their style of fighting, you can't win if you try to jump out there with your own mess. You're under orders. Are you under orders? Amen. Somebody not under orders. Amen. You've got to understand and know that you're under orders. And see, we've been talking about applying the biblical principles of prayer. We've been talking about applying the biblical principles of corporate prayer and prayer and fasting. Amen. Now we have to understand also that in order to do this, we've got to know the truth. 
Y'all hear what I'm saying? You, you've got to know the word of God so that when God speaks to you, you can discern whether it's you, the devil, or if it's God. Because God is going to move in agreement with his word. Amen. See, even in your prayer life, believer, you've got to stay focused on the word of God, the truth of God's word, and what he speaks to you. You've got to stay focused on that word. Have you ever prayed? And asked God for something and it seemed as though God did nothing because he only said something concerning what you asked him for. Can anybody hear what I'm going? I'm talking about have you ever gone to God in prayer and talked to God about a thing and it seemed as though God did nothing because the way he responded was he said something to you concerning your issue. But, but you find out later that God was moving all the time according to his word. See, you just didn't accept it because you didn't see lightning flash or you didn't see grandmama get up out the bed and walk right then. But because God said she's going to live and not die, she might have brushed death. She, she might have had to shock her back to life. But what God said. You can count on it coming to pass because that's how God moves according to his word. Everything is moving in the order of God's word. That's why they're talking about we're overpopulated and all this kind of stuff. Listen, you cannot govern that. God understands the order he has designed in the earth. The earth can never get too many people. Amen. Because God is in control. He's established an order. If you don't believe me, think about how your body is working even right now. There is nothing that man has ever made. I don't care if your car can drive you home with you in the back seat. There is nothing that man has ever made that works more wonderfully than your body. You don't even have to eat certain chemicals, but your body, when you eat real food, will produce a chemical that man wants to sell you for a million dollars. Your body by itself is producing things that they cannot make and mimic. You understand what I'm saying? I'm telling you, there's nothing ever designed that works like your body. And in perfect unity and harmony, it works, and there's nothing you can do about it. I don't care how much uh, electricity you have running through your house. Your body is charged yeah. by the power of God with one breath yeah. to beat with two people and now over billions. And it works the same. No fingerprint the same. Even your, we have different amounts of numbers of hair. I'm going to calm down now. Amen. Y'all can count mine. I can't count all of yours yet. But a day is coming. Amen. Nothing works like your body. God made it. Work like that. And he don't have to keep telling it to work like that. That's what I love about God. He, he just says it and then everything moves according to the way he designed it. And there's nothing they can do to stop it. And listen, there's nothing even you can do to stop it. When you get infected, your body is going to contaminate everything around you because that's what it does. You can't stop it. You can't say, don't be contagious today with this note. You can't stop it. It's going to spread out. It's going to get, it's going to connect because your body responds to certain things your eyes can't see and you're not telling it anything. It's just doing it because it's set up that way. And I'm going to tell you something else that you don't believe. When the Holy Ghost, the Holy Spirit to more proper church folk, the Spirit of God, whenever he manifests or rests on you in an assignment, yeah. 
You don't have to walk around telling everybody I'm anointed. You don't have to walk around telling everybody that the spirit of God flows through me. Look, you don't even have to like them, but don't come up on them. Because look at somebody and say, because God is moving the whole time. Tell them God is moving. God is moving. Don't even think that you're getting ready to talk about them and stop what's flowing because God has already set it in motion and there's nothing you can do to stop it. All you got to do, if you come in the atmosphere, you're going to be affected by it. Because that's the way it works. And you can't stop it. What can you do about it? What can it? What can what? What can sickness do when God says be healed? Yeah. What can it do? Your body before anything, before you even realize you're sick, your body is already fighting to heal itself. God put it in there. He designed you never to die. That's what He did. Read it. He designed you never to die. Now, I know what some of our young people will have to go into Bible study to get to the full details because they say, well, why are people dying then? The reason why is because we listen to stuff and we ate stuff that God said don't have anything to do with because those things were here, but they could not penetrate or affect life that God has set in order and the only way, see the devil knows who to mess with, he didn't mess with a cat, dog rat, he didn't mess with no roaches he came straight to what God put in charge the only way he can release himself to operate in death in sickness is to mess with the man first to get in your mind and calls you. See, I mean, God knew who we were and what we needed. He, can you see him walking around in the garden with Adam like we have to do with our kids? Now, baby, this is laundry detergent. It's pretty, it's colorful, but you can't eat that. That's not food. He's walking around saying, okay, Adam, this is your food. Eat this. Now, this tree right here, you're welcome to it freely. Go over there and, invite, and just delight. He said, but this one over here. He said, stay away from it because the minute you eat from that one, you're going to die. What's the devil going to do? Which tree is he going to? What is he going to try to entice you to do? Go right over there. And when we got over there, it wasn't enough just to look at it and say, uh, what is that? That's knowledge and evil up there. Woo-hoo. And walk off. Something started talking to us. And the devil does the same thing today. See, words have power. Do you know why you think the way you think right now? Do you know why your computer is doing what it's doing right now? It's because you've been programmed by a language. You've been programmed by words. And whenever the scripture says she saw, now her eyes was open, to see something in contrast to what God have said was not food. She saw it as food. And not only that, she desired to have it. And that's why most of us, we desire, listen, real quick, please. Your mind is an amazing thing. It's amazing. And if I had time, I would use an analogy and show you it's amazing and it works the same every single time. While you're in church, while you're even in prayer, while you're riding in your car, getting your praise on whatever you're doing, your mind, a whole lot of stuff is filtering through your mind. Plenty of times on the road when somebody got in front of you, cut you off or slapped their brakes or something, a lot of words went through your mind. And if you would have entertained one of those words as they were passing through, they would have came what? Out your mouth. If it's just in your mind, Kendra, let it fly. Don't look. Your mind can be like a hand. It's stuff that you just, it just stuff, stuff passed through your mind all the time. And listen, even born again, 
you still have crazy things that'll go through your mind. And if you like your like a hand, if your mind grabs one of those things without letting it pass through, you'll find yourself desiring stuff that you never thought you would ever desire, saying and doing things you never thought you would say and do. Whenever you grab that mess that's supposed to just fly through, then you start magnifying it. And whenever you magnify it, it starts becoming a part of you because that's the way that it is. Do you understand what I'm saying? And you didn't eat nothing. Didn't nothing tear your stomach up except for your mind. It was something your mind did to get you that sick. I can smoke this, eat that, nothing happened to me. I feel strong. I can take this, chew this, dip that, and I feel good. Nothing is wrong with me. I feel fine. When Jesus spoke to that fig tree, it looked like nothing had happened at first. But what he did, he went down to the root of that thing. And by the time all the, see, the root is what connects it to its life system. And, and whenever that's affected, you, you don't see it right then. But it's a slow kill. Some people, they get that first hit, they feel like, man, this stuff don't kill you. This stuff, it's not going to hurt me. And then you see them about three or four months later, their eyes, black rings. They done lost 30 or 40 pounds. Huh? They don't care about nothing but that. All because their mind says they have to have it. And when your mind trains your body to get it and your body don't get it, no matter now what your mind says, you've given your body total control. And your body will say, if I don't get my dope today, here's what we're going to do. We're going to shake. Rattle and roll. We go, we go, we. <laughs> if anybody that's ever had a physical habit knows that what I'm saying is real, and I'm not picking on anybody or anything. I'm telling you, this is how your body works. It's how it works. You start desiring things because you allowed something to entrap, something to entangle the way that you think. And now you're moving in the direction that your mind is leading you from the deception. All because of the wrong words. Some folk, you've got to just let their words go in one ear and out the other because they're talking foolish. And if you keep listening to them, you're going to be doing the same craziness they are doing. Amen, Am I telling you the truth? But listen, does anybody else sense a change in the earth? Does anybody else sense a shift coming? Have you been dreaming things that you can't just naturally explain? There is something coming. There is a change on the way. Systems are changing. Think the way you live is changing. I promise you, there is a shift that's coming up. You can take it or leave it. People that pray, people that believe God, they know something is changing. Are you aware and have you surrendered to what's going on in your life from the mouth of God? Are you aware, believer, and have you surrendered, believer, to what God is doing in your life? If you are not a word person, if you're not a prayer person, a prayer warrior, then you are not aware of what God is doing and you are not surrendering to what God is doing. You're comfortable in mess. You're comfortable around mess. When you get delivered from being a gossiper, you are no longer comfortable in circles where people are gossiping. Do you understand what I'm trying to tell you? See, you've got to be aware you've got to surrender to the work that God is doing in your life. Psalm 138 verse 8. Make notes because you won't go to all of them. Psalm 138 verse 8 says this. The Lord will perfect that which concerns me. He will perfect that which concerns me. Your mercy, O Lord, endures forever. Do not forsake the works of your hands. God is doing something. And we've got to surrender to it. Philippians 1.6 says this. Being confident. Being what? Confident, does everybody know and understand what it means to be confident in something? Have you ever been confident in something? See, being confident of this very thing, that he which hath begun a good work in you will perform it until the day of Jesus Christ. Confident of it. Do y'all understand what I'm saying? I want to encourage you with these words. No matter where you are in the process, there's a work being performed in you. Encourage somebody to say, no matter where you are in the process, baby, 
there's a work being performed in you. You're something, there's something being perfected in you. A work of God that he's going to complete. I'm confident. Look at him and say, I'm confident there's a work of God going on in you. God is doing something in your life. I see your progress. I see your growth. I see you changing. There's a work of God being perfected in you. Do y'all understand what I'm saying? This thing is, look, you got to be confident of this, that he that had begun a good work in you, you may have gone all the way left, but I'm confident you're coming all the way back right. Do y'all understand what I'm saying? No matter where I am in the process, there's a work being performed in me. Are you aware that God is guiding you and that God is teaching you? Look, Psalm 32 verse 8 says this. Psalm 32 verse 8 says this. He says, I will instruct thee. I will instruct thee and teach thee in the way which thou shalt go. Look, then he says, I will guide thee with my eye. God Almighty. Now, the New Living Translation says this. I'm talking to somebody that understands God's words. See, you want confident in church. You want confident in the license shaking and the people jumping in the keyboard and drums playing and a whole lot of noise and everybody crying and trembling, snotting, tissue running all over the place. You, you, that's what you got confident in. But I'm telling you, we're going to miss it if we don't get word conscious. If you don't get word hungry, you're going to miss a move of God. Do y'all understand what I'm saying? So, so in, in the New Living Translation, Psalm 32 verse 8 says this. He says, the Lord says, I will guide you along the best pathway for your life. Then look what he says. and He's, he's personally talking to you. He says, I will advise you and watch over you. You know why you didn't go right or go the same route you went that day that you always go? Because God was guiding you and God was advising you. Do you know that? Do you truly believe it? Listen to what he said. He says this. He says, with my eye, <laughs> what I know, that's what it says, with his eye, he says, what I know and what I see concerning your whole being and purpose. Not according to anything else around you. Because it could be danger over there. And sometimes God will take us through the danger. But see, we don't think it's God when it's danger. Sometimes God will take you through the fire. Do y'all understand? He says, here's this. With my eye, what I see, what I know, what I'm going to do, I'm going to guide you. It's concerning you. Whatever's concerning. It's, it's, it's my whole purpose. I've got you on a path. I have a plan that I have established and activated. All I need for you to do is be confident that I'm going to finish this work. I've got you. I've got something working in you. You're in a process. Something's working. God is moving in a situation in your life, whenever you feel hopeless and helpless, I'm encouraging you today that God is moving in your situation. Amen. When he spoke to the fig tree, when he turned water into wine, all these things, I want you to understand, he did all of these things by what he said. You see, that's not what we want. You know why we don't want that? It's because we know we're not going to believe God according to his word. You got to go on and pay me before I think a check is coming. Hmm? We got a system. We got to get money before we can get some food. But not with faith. You needing some food and don't have a dime. Sister Kyle, when worried about now and trying to figure out, well, who is it, God, as she praying, that's caught, that need this food, this blessing that I've got laid over here? Who is it, God? Next thing you know, she at your door. You didn't pray, God, send Sister Kyle to the door with some food. No, you didn't do that because with his eye, what he saw concerning you, when she prayed. See, this thing is a, it's a network. See, she, she understood. See, when you're spiritually in tune, you, you know, 
We're with T-Mobile. Some of y'all may be with AT&T. Some of y'all are with, you know, uh, who else is it? Verizon and all them. It's their networks. But they still interact with each other. But see, with God's network, believers interact with each other through prayer. And because we're alive in the spirit, we know we don't have to always be in the same room to pray. You're not in the same room with the person. We're going to look at you funny out if you're in the same room with a person and you calling them. Now that has happened to us before, ain't it? I know you down up under something and your phone start ringing because she can't stand to be without you not for now minute. Huh? You right in the house and the phone ringing. I, ain't, I didn't say my wife do that. I could be sitting right in the house my phone will ring. Didn't want nothing, just want to see where you are. I mean, it's, I'm here. My truck's out there in the yard, everything. I'm right here. You thought I got away, but I'm right here. My God. When, when God speaks, he moves. He spoke the fig tree. He didn't touch it. He turned water into wine at a wedding. He didn't touch any vessels. He didn't even say, be wine. When, when healing virtue went out of his robe and healed the woman with the issue of blood, he didn't touch her. When he told Peter to launch out into the deep and let down his nets for a drought, he didn't touch the nets, didn't touch the boat. He stepped out and told them to go out. He told Peter when in the midst of a storm, he just said, come. Look at what he did with two fish and five loaves of bread. He didn't pray bread, fish, be multiplied. He just tell him, make the men sit down. And he start passing out. Where did it all come from? All because of what he said and what he told them to do. He didn't start with grapes. He didn't start with pills. He didn't start with fishing bait. He gave them a word. And when God gives you a word, he's moving right then. But you don't think he's moving. Because he just gave you a word. What am I going to do with this? What am I going to do with this word you gave me? When he says, press down, shaking together and running over. See, all of us, you know, we, we get excited about that. But see, what he's doing, whenever he presses it down, shakes together. Look at somebody and tell him this. Say, he's making room for more. <laughs> Prophesy to him and tell him. Just prophesy, I say, God has been making room for more in your life. See, when it pressed down, what, what, why do you do that? Press down, shake it together, and it's still running over. He's trying to get more in there. You, you got to understand that what he says is going to happen. You're like, well, I got enough scripture, Lord. I'm walking around with a whole lot. No, 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 no. Press down. Shake it together. See, he keeps making room for more, Robin. He keeps making room for more. When your calendar is full, huh? Don't complain. He's gonna fix it where he go, where you're gonna have to shake it down. Because look, look. Now it didn't say anything about giving you a bigger basket. He's gonna keep working with that one. And he's going to make room so he can get more in it. Y'all don't, don't even know how to receive. Just tell somebody he keeps making room for more for you. He's making room for more for you. You got to let that word live in you. God is moving right now. He's making room for more. He's making room for more. He ain't pouring nothing out. He's pressing it down and shaking it together. Just, just in case there's something in there that's taking up some space. It ain't in there right. He's going to shake it and make it get right because he's trying to make room for more. That's what he's doing. He's trying to make room for more while he's talking to those who's following him. And they think they got it. Yeah, this is the Messiah. He's trying to make room. Look, no, not only am I the Messiah, I'm God. Not only, not only can I can can I speak to things that, and put my hands on them and heal them, but I can just say a word. He's making room for more. 
And if you come to a level of where he will work, God will be a mate. Look, you will never, you will never be able to really get past what he can do. I mean, he'll marvel at your level of faith and he'll say, you know, I ain't never seen it like this, but you ain't never seen it like this either, have you? By the time you get back home, y'all better hear me, he will have given, he will have done more. See, here's real quick, here's real quick. It's 1201 and I gotta hurry up. He says, his consistent, faithful, deep prayer consistent faithful deep prayer will cause unexplainable things to start to develop in your life i'm telling you keep praying and i know at first it seems like when the more you pray the crazier they get the farther away they go they keep falling down but i'm encouraging you keep praying keep praying keep praying it look like they fall into the left but keep praying after a while, you're going to see that thing take a turn. Y'all understand what I'm saying? I'm telling anybody ever been there and God reversed that thing because you would not stop praying? Anybody ever had to be like Jacob and just say, God, I'm going to hold on and fight down on my knee until something changes? God will give you a certain shift. He'll let you know things are about to shift because I'm just going to give you a word. I'm not going to touch anybody. I'm not going to make any lightning flash. I'm just going to tell you. Now you got to be able to take it from there. Tell him, make room for more. See those unexplainable things that's developing in you, you need to make room for more. When you grow in your prayer life, listen to this. This is what we don't like. And this is why some of us don't like to really go deep and be faithful in prayer. Because when you go down and grow in your prayer life, guess what? Your flesh begins to lose its power. Michelle, come on, you ought to just give him a praise right there because God is saying, when you go deep in prayer, I'm talking about folk can't handle what you got going on and you got to understand the only one that can help me, I got to go to Jesus with this. And whenever you get to Jesus down on your knee, whenever your prayer life begins to grow, your flesh begins to lose its power. Those things you used to do, you don't desire to do them anymore because your flesh is losing its grip. They, they're disgusting to you now because your flesh is losing its grip. That's what we call transformation. See, and transformation is a result of the mind being renewed. I didn't come out here to preach y'all to a, a Facebook happy post or something. I came to tell you what thus said the Lord. I dare you to get down in your prayer life and trust God even whenever you don't feel like it right now when it looks like ain't nothing going on. I dare you to just whisper a little prayer. Ain't nobody telling you to go down there and moan out something that sounds good to you. Pray till your flesh gets mad. Pray till your flesh loses grip. Pray till your flesh starts to die and then God will give you a word. Show you those disgusting moments that you let stay in your mind. Show you those disgusting places that you found rest in. And God is saying, no, that is not who you are. I made you fearfully and wonderfully. That is not who you are. That is not the craft that I've set up in you. I'm doing a greater work in you. God will show you. He'll let you see your flesh losing its grip. I couldn't tell you if I had never walked through it. Can I tell you the beginning of it all? You've got to make a decision. And whenever you make a decision that I'm going to confront the demon that's lassoing me to hell, I'm going to confront the demon that's distracting my growth. I'm going to confront the demon that's trying to cut off all of my prosperity. I'm going to confront the demon that's trying to curse me till I'm nothing and nobody. I'm going to confront the demon that says my ministry will never be anything. Lord, if you would just separate 10 of them, Lord, and if I could get 10 of them to hear what you say through me, that's enough for me. But you got to learn how to confront. And when you confront, you got to learn how to get on your knees and pray. Pray. And when you pray, keep your antennas up because stuff's going to start moving. Do I have any real believers that decided to come to church on a rainy day? When you start praying, stuff's going to start moving. Yeah. 
I promise you. I promise you. Those things you used to do, they're going to be disgusting to you. You ain't going to want to do that no more. Your flesh going to lose its grip. Make you sick to even think about it. That's when you know you got, I, see, I feel it coming. He's rattled. I can't go over to this morning right there. We got to get out of here. But, but, but whenever God begins to flow through you like that, there's certain things that don't take control no more. Show me all the whiskey you want. Show me all the scuds you got. It's sick to me. Makes you feel like a fool. Because the Holy Ghost done gripped your heart. He spoke over that situation. Now you can see. You see your error of your ways. He won't leave you landing beside the road. He won't leave you in a ditch. He won't go to the other side. He won't step across you. He'll lift you up. Heal you up. Amen. He will, he will bless you and then take you up. But until you get enough courage to go down in prayer, and confront that devil in warfare. Yes. That flesh going to reign. You're going to depend on every cuss word you know to get you out of whatever it is you're into. Hello. The devil loves it when you cuss. Because he's like, man, we boys now. See, I was just going to take that car from you. Now you done cuss the house. And I'm going to cuss. I'm going to get all that too. And you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to take that nice little girl that's been wanting to talk to you, and I'm going to move her and give you that, that thing over there. Because I can use her. I can't use the other one because her mom and daddy prayer warriors. Huh? Well, you know what I'm talking about, don't you? They can't come up in there because she's been praying. The doorpost's been anointed. The blood of Jesus is all on the house. That devil, the Bible said he got to pass over. You ain't getting my daughter, devil. Y'all don't hear what I'm saying. You got to pray even whenever you know they made up their mind. And God would not let you rest in it. You got to keep praying and I promise you, you'll see that thing flip. Okay, you don't believe it. You got to just try it if you don't believe it. Listen to this. Everywhere you struggle, there's a word of truth. Everywhere you're struggling, there's a word of truth. And that word of truth is going to oppose every lie, every deceptive thing that the enemy has put in your mind. Come on. See, listen to what I want you to understand as I hurry, and I, and I promise I'm really trying to hurry. But I, I'm not do with, done with this, honey. Anytime you're in warfare, and especially in prayer, I want you to understand the enemy is going to work in agreement with your flesh. That's what he does. Do you, do you see that? He works in agreement with your flesh. But the spirit of God, he works in agreement with his word. That's why his words have to carry some weight in your life. The centurion understood order. Words have authority. The authority of words. He understood it. He understood it. He understood rank and file. The earth is the Lord's and the fullness thereof. He's the creator of everything. There's nothing. See, he understood hierarchy. He said, you God. And there's nothing in this world or that can come in this world with more authority than you. He said, I understand authority. When my commanders tell me to go, I got to go. They, ain't, they don't care if I got a headache or I don't feel like it. I got to go. And I've got to not just go. I've got to carry out the order. I've got to complete the mission. Amen. He said, and I know that if you just speak the word only. I, I, don't, I don't know how many angels you got. I don't know how it'll happen. Can't explain all that. But I understand that you have the authority in your word to just say it from here. And I know my servant will be healed and you didn't even have to come to my house. Now, I'm going to tell you something. That's some power. That's some power. 
See, real quick, you've got to learn how to silence the distractions. You, have you ever been by yourself and ain't nobody talking, TV is off, but in your mind there is some noise? I mean some distractions. I'm not trying to be spooky or anything. I'm telling you, you don't hear any audible sound, but there is noise going all through your head. Stuff that Amy said while you were in the hallway at your locker. What the coach said on the, you know, I mean, all of this stuff is go, it's, it's gone because that voice, once they said it to you one time, that voice does not stop there. When that incident, that thing, whatever it was, when that experience, when it happened, it didn't just end right there. See, what happens is the, the enemy, he understands, and that's why God uses in Scripture so much how agriculture is so close to the kingdom and understanding its processes. The enemy knows that whenever you experience a thing or hear a thing, that thing has been sown or planted in you. Y'all don't say, you, 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 you better hear what I'm telling you. See, weaken that flesh. Take charge over that lie. Faith doesn't mean now that you go into denial like the thing he did never happened. You don't go in denial and just start saying, you know how we do in the doctor's office. It's not going in denial. They say, uh-uh, the devil is a lie. I ain't got no high blood pressure. But they're sitting there, you looking right at the numbers. See, you ain't claiming it. You, your blood, <laughs> your blood is so high, they can't get nothing, not a nah, another nothing in you. <laughs> you sitting there, your whole body jumping because the pressure is so high. But you sit there in front of the doctor, and they, it's a wonder if they don't get some of them jackets. Because I've done the same thing. He'll say something, thus and so, and I say, no, sir. The devil is a lie. You know why? It's because I'm refusing to walk in agreement with what he said to me naturally. Now, my spirit bear witness. Man, your foot about to fall off. I'm going to be like, okay, my flesh about to die and I'm going to God. God, is my foot about to fall off? <laughs> talking about a prayer life. Y'all understand what I'm saying? I'm talking about turning things around. You don't have to accept everything that goes through your mind. That's what I'm saying. I hope you understand that. You don't have to accept everything you hear and let your mind like a hand grab it and hold it in there. They say, oh, you ugly girl. You don't have to hold that. How long have your daddy told you how pretty you are? Your mama and all your cousins and them. You, you pretty. They know it. It's just because they want to get with you and you won't pay them no attention. So they got to find out a way to get in your head and make you think about them. And the more you think about them, you're going to hinder your standard of a man or a woman around what they say. But the devil what? Somebody, look, y'all better say it. Kids, you better open your mouth. The devil is a liar. He ain't going to make me think about him 24-7 because every time I come around, he gets nervous and sticking in his boots. You ain't pretty. What he's saying to you really is, well, you bad. That's what he's saying. But because you don't give them the time of day, they try to get in your head in a way to where you got to think about them. Every time you get in the hall at your locker, every time you smell a certain smell, you're thinking about Ray Ray. Am I real, real? Okay. Okay, real quick, real quick, real quick. And, I, and I'm jumping through this because I may have to finish it next week. Listen to this. Faith does not put you in denial, right? Faith does not cause you to deny reality, right? But listen, faith is not blinded by your problems. You can't back faith up in a corner. Faith doesn't know any dead end roads. Listen to this. Let me tell you what, what, he, what he says. This, this is why I, I got I to do this real quick. He says this real, just plain as day. He said, when you can't see where you're going, you got to know where you're going. He said, Stevie Wonder can't see nowhere he's going, but take him to a wrong place. I bet he know. You said you were taking me to the bathroom. Man, this the kitchen. You know how Stevie do. <laughs> this the kitchen. This ain't the bathroom. Huh? See, which, which, which one is better, Brandon, is to, to see where you're going or to know where you're going? Huh? 
See, you see? Because, see, look, if you know where you're going, you're not going to be afraid if you say go to, through the Red Sea. Because you know you're going to end up where you're going. Even if I can't see where I'm going, devil, with my eyes, I know where I'm going. Because it may not look like it along the way, but I know where I'm going to end up. Why? Because I got a word. I got a word, and I know how this thing is going to play out. I know people shooting up the place. I know people are going crazy. It seems like our young people are, have been led astray, not all of them, just some of them. And we need to start saying that because all of them are not crazy. Just the ones that's crazy is crazy. <laughs> Amen. Because, see, now we're going to start looking at what they're hooked to to see how we can help them. If you can't reach them, reach what's reaching them. Amen. Who's influencing? Reach that. So which one is better, for you to see where you're going or to know where you're going? See, before he saw his servant healed, he knew he was healed. See, that gave me joy. That shocked me, Shalana, because, look, even if you didn't see the thing happen right then, you knew it happened. I didn't hear nothing. I ain't see nothing. Did nothing pop. Did nothing clap. But something happened. And I know it. Okay. Last thing. And we're going home because I got a whole lot more. We'll finish it next week. It's 1217. Okay. And I know you've got to get to some other things. Here, here, here's what I want you to take home just, just for today. There, there, there are times that we find ourselves in intense mind battles. Stuck in satanic cycles, demonic deceptions, and making no real spiritual progress. Because nothing soothes or gives us comfort by way of our mind. You understand what I'm saying? So what happens is this. Whenever you are being attacked in your mind, the enemy knows that if he can grab a hold of your mind first, then he can go in there and cause you to see things from his perspective. But remember I told you God is going to guide you with his eye. What he sees. I know you think you got a better way and it makes more sense to you to do it that way, but let God lead because God is moving. And he's moving by what he's saying to you. But you think he's moving by what you see going on and what's being done. It may not look like anything at all is happening, but there's a treasure out there buried in the field. It may not look like anything is going on, but a tree is dying at the root. It may not look like I chose the right position, but God is saying, listen here. Whenever I plant something, and this may be where I pick up on you next week. Whenever I plant something, I didn't drop it mistakenly. I, it's not waste. I didn't make a mistake and it just fell. I didn't bury it. I purposely placed it. You are placed with purpose. You don't believe me? Read Psalm 1. He said, like a tree. Planted by rivers of water. I mean, see, what, he's, what, what, he's, what he wants us to see is that he has purposely positioned us at such a time as this. So that we could show forth his glory. While everybody thinks that evil is outnumbered good and everybody is going crazy and nobody can actually see any good morals or the right or wrong way and all this other craziness that we see that's, that's really, really people my age, we see it like, man, this is some bad stuff. Make you want to cuss. Then they got you too. But you got to glorify God because you have been purposely positioned you have not been dropped you have not no, there's not a mistake been made you have been purposely positioned where you are right now so that because you're right in the middle of a move of God and I'm gonna show you next week I'm gonna show you next week what I'm talking about I'm gonna have to review a little bit of this and go right on into the rest of what I'm trying to say you see why I said I'm gonna go all the way around the elbow to get to the thumb 
all of this come out because this man came to Jesus and said, you know what? I understand authority. He said, I'm not even worried that you come into my roof. But he said this, speak the word only. And no matter how noisy his mind was with the problem, no matter how sick his servant was when he left, he said, speak the word only, and I know. <laughs> see, I can't see where I'm going. I didn't see him get up, but I know. Huh? Can he say anything to soothe you today? Can he say anything to help you out of your seat today? Can he say anything other than just giving you something in your hand? Can he say anything? Have you ever been in a place where it wasn't what you needed in your hand, but you just needed a word from God? Just, just Lord, just say something. But, and, and, and the thing about that is, is he can't just say something. He can't do it. Because every time he says something, he moves. <laughs> you understand what I'm saying? Can you stand on your feet and just give God a praise? If you heard anything... If you heard anything at all, I pray that you would respond with a hearty amen. 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 God is not through yet. He's shaking this thing. He's making room to give you more. He wants more in your life. And the way more begins, the whole process begins with a word. It's a word. Amen. Is there anything that God can say that can satisfy and soothe you? Or is it always something he has to do? Huh? Are you saying you're walking by faith and not by sight? If you're walking by faith and not by sight, then he can say something to you. And you'll know. You will know. You will be confident that he is going to perform. He's going to perfect what he said. He's going to do it. Even if it falls apart, turns to another way, remember what he said, even if it doesn't look like it's taking any form at all. Don't be discouraged thinking that you've been reading and praying and God has not heard you because you see the problem getting worse. But no. No. You've got to yield and surrender to the work of God concerning where he purposely positioned you in this hour to bring forth yeah. amen and abundance amen I thank God for the listening ears of our young people I thank God that their hearts are being opened for the truth and they will be able to discern lies and deceptive vices that they will learn how to let certain things pass through their mind whenever you discover that there is an enemy or there's a person that's jealous around you never ever hold on to the words they say to you because their words are always sent to infect you and, and discern it because sometimes the devil lets a kiss be a, be a work of evil do y'all understand what I'm saying? Trust God with all of your heart and lean not to your own understanding. With his eye, he's guiding you on the best path for your life. He's guiding you. You don't need any other counsel whenever you get a word from God. If somebody's going to counsel you, make sure they're giving you wise counsel that's in agreement with the word of God. If anywhere in that council it is out of agreement with the word, it is not of God. Shut it down. Do you understand? You are who God says you are. Even when you don't feel like it. And see, that's the deceptive work of that demon that's on assignment to your life. To keep you in this bondage, this mindset of confusion and deception. God loves you. No matter how the devil tries to make you think that you've done something so bad that God will not forgive you. That's why some people won't even pray. It's because they don't think that God will forgive them for what they have been and still want to do. But listen to this. 
just start praying anyway. Because when you do now, you're doing something to the flesh that the devil really don't like. You ain't never going to get the devil to agree with you, so stop trying. The only thing he's going to agree with is himself. What he wills and what he wants to see you. The, if God opened your eyes today, right now, if he opened your eyes right now and revealed to you Satan's plan, where he wants to see you by just next week, would you continue to embrace the words that his demons, people who are on assignment in your life by the devil, from the devil, would you keep listening to the way they tell you to go? See? And that's what God is doing. He's telling us which way to go and what to do. And this is how we'll end up. But we don't believe it because our flesh is too attached to what the devil wants. Amen. If for some reason God would have used even one of our young people or people who are of no real significance to other people because the people God uses are people who are not of any real significance to other people. Those are the ones he really uses. If he would have told that man that got shot in the club in Winston, if he would have went there and said, you know, man, tonight I've been praying and the Lord wants us to just stay in tonight. Or would you just come to me, come with me to prayer service? He'd probably be like, man, you know we drank every night at so-and-so, such-and-such time at this particular place. He would have still been alive today if he would have listened. And see, that's what I'm saying. The counsel, the wise counsel of God coming through people, amen. You may not size them up to be nothing, but when God uses them to speak, you better listen. You better listen because a decision can take your life. A bad decision can take your life. Amen. Please hear me. Please hear me. Now, we've got some very wise young people in our ministry. Kelly, I want you to pray about choosing one of them, training them back there, doing what you're doing. Show them how to do it. They probably can show us something we don't even know. They'll be here because their mom and them will beat them if they don't come. <laughs> show them teaching. Listen, let's start handing them purpose. Let's start handing them some spiritual weight. We need to. If they can be president of a whole student council in some of these schools, they can be president over two or three kids. They can do it. Stop discounting them. These kids are smart, very creative and wise. They amaze me. And I thank God for the blessing on their lives, the assignment and his purpose for them. You'll see them do great things because some people think that from a small place, great things can't come. Ask Jesus from Nazareth. You ever been there? You don't hear nobody on TV talking about, we going to Nazareth. Big cruise ship, no. Amen. Robin, you taking care of Nazareth for y'all's anniversary? You want to go to a mansion? I mean, nobody wants to do that. So, what am I saying, people of God? Trust him at the level of when he speaks. Don't say, now I believe you, God, because I see things changing. Or I see a crack in the wall. Or I see a wind blowing and the water's moving a little bit. So we did go the right way. No, trust him while you leave in Egypt. Because it's going to be exactly the way God said it's going to be. Brandon, you know how it feels when you're in the fourth quarter, you only got a few more minutes, and your best player done got hurt, and you're trying your best way to figure out how in the world we're going to win this game. And God done told you, son, you're going to win by four points. You're saying, God, I don't see how. It's because you won't receive me moving and working according to what I said. When you receive what I said and let me move, you're going to win by four. Matter of fact, he might press it down and shake it together, and you win by 24, because he wants to always give you more. You understand what I'm saying? Amen. So I believe the Spirit of God has spoken and moved in this place today. And I pray that you would carry, live, and walk in and through everything that God has assigned and purposely planted in your life. You were purposely positioned in the pew that you're in today so that you could receive water 
nutrients for growth. Your roots will be strengthened. Your prayer life will be, you'll have more confidence in your prayer life because now you're looking for a word from God. Amen? Hang up the, hang up the phone with the gossipers. You know, block the text mess, the people that's texting mess to you. You know, if you got to tell them and they, and they don't listen, you got to block them. You know, today I, I can't, I'm, I'm, I'm not getting any, any of that because I'm working on something. God is moving. Okay? So I thank God for you. Everyone online, uh, we thank God for you and what God is doing in your life. Remember to pray for the Chun family. Remember to pray for the Coopers. And remember to pray for my wife. And listen, pray for me as God is dealing with me for this next level. And I pray that you will be able to come with me. Amen. Is that what you want? Right now you just want to go home, right? Amen. Let's lift our hands. Father, we thank you. We praise you. We honor you. Thank you for your grace, your mercy. Thank you for your spirit in us, your words spoken over us. Thank you for what you're saying because you're doing what you're saying. I thank you, O oh God, for this direction, your plan, your purpose. I thank you, O oh God, that there's nothing too hard for you. Nothing is impossible to you. You can do anything. I thank you for chains being broken, doors open, and deliverance being made manifest. I love you, Lord, and I magnify your name. Bless now as only you can. In Jesus' name, let the church say amen, amen, and amen. Give him a praise and be dismissed. God bless you.